Welcome to the Art and Life Podcast with your host, Taylor Gallegos. Art exists all around us, in all directions, from all walks of life. We just need to know how to see it. The Art and Life Podcast is an experiment in an audio format that focuses on the art and philosophy involved with different people and their life paths. This experiment is intended to inspire you in your creative pursuits, whatever they may be. Follow along as I interview movers and shakers from all walks of life. It's possible to make a life from your art, skill, craft, or vision. These interviews showcase that fact. Listen while you work. Listen while you create. Listen while you dream up the next big breakthrough. First off, I want to say thank you for listening. The people being interviewed and I are two parts of the podcast, but it wouldn't be complete without you, the listener. I very much appreciate your attention and your energy, and I hope you get as much out of this as I do. If you enjoy what you hear, you can join me on this artistic journey in many ways. You can subscribe to the show, leave a review, and share it around. You can join the conversation on the Art and Life Facebook group, where we discuss topics from the shows. You can join my email list on my website at taylorgallegosart.com on the contact page. And while you're there, check out the new artwork I've been creating. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at taylorgallegosart. And finally, you can support my art and the Art and Life podcast on my Patreon page. Just search Taylor Gallegos Art. So again, a deep and sincere thank you for being here. Now, on to the good stuff. All right, my friends, here we are. Are you ready for this? This is season two. We are stepping up the game this year. Uh, yeah, I've taken a couple months off and then restructured, reorganized, and got ready for these new episodes who are, uh, are showcasing really amazing people. And today's really amazing person is Makeda Makosa. She goes by the name Makeda Dread. She was a radio DJ in San Diego at a radio station called 91X for a lot of years. She was a music producer. She started the World Beat Cultural Center, which is this awesome hub that's in Balboa Park um, near all the museums and uh, amazing things happen there. And I had the honor and privilege of creating a mural that celebrates her um, Estrella Jalisco, the beer company, teamed up with uh, Beautify Earth out of Los Angeles. Beautify Earth is a mural company started by Ruben Rojas. Uh, and what they do is they connect walls with artists with funding and put these projects together. So Estrella Jalisco was doing a marketing campaign where they wanted to celebrate stars they called them, yeah, local stars from different communities in the major cities in the Southwest United States. And I got chosen to be one of the muralists. And Makeda was 
my star that I was painting. So uh, yeah, you'll get to hear all about that and how that all went down. And yeah, she's just absolutely amazing. And I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. So I'm going to get out of the way and introduce Makeda Makosa. Welcome everybody to the podcast. I am your host, Taylor Gallegos. And with me today is a very, very special guest. She is a VIP in my world. And I'm so excited to have her here at the beginning of season two of Art and Life. So with me today is Makeda Makosa. Makeda, thank you for being here. Live and direct. I am so blessed to be with my man, Taylor. I mean, I'm so proud of the mural, man, that uh, he painted as the eye woman. And everybody was going down to Petco Park to get their shots. And they go, what? I saw you. The Greyhound bus comes through on that route now. What? We saw you. So, man, Taylor, you you made people know me, you know? Thank you. <laughs> Well, um, since I've made that mural, I have come to realize that a ton of people already know you. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it definitely was not me. You are you are well known in the world. So, yeah, I, I, I'm very appreciative that you're here and spending time with us today. So um, why don't we start with who you are, where you're from, how you got to here and what it is you, you do with your time? Well, I'm uh, just this little person in this big world uh, that's just a grain of sand. And that's what we are in this big, big world. And um, I do the World Beat Center. I'm the executive director and founder of that center. But I couldn't do it without beautiful people that really uh, believe in what we're doing with culture to heal the world. Also, I'm a radio DJ and I've been a DJ for years in clubs and I was a 91X for 25 years on the radio, the longest DJ on the air at that time. Uh, what a show called Reggae Makosa, you know, my name, you know? Um, so, I produced Bob Marley, I produced Peter Tosh, I've done a lot of reggae, uh, television, and we have our own radio station, 24 hours, uh, 101.1 FM, uh, low powered, and it took us a long time to get it, and we're just going to be doing a lot, and we're going to have this podcast on there too. So that's a little about me, um, Yeah. And so then we're talking about San Diego, California here. And the World Beat Center is at Balboa Park, which is the huge park in downtown. And um, and you've been in San Diego for most All of your my life. Yes. Okay, cool. And um, and so then the radio station 91X, it's like, that's the local favorite around here. It's sort of like, they're like the sort of like underground, but not underground, underground, but mainstream at the same time. And right. And so then you had a radio show there. And, and what, what was that like? What was that experience like? 
Well, it was rock of the eighties and we were really cool, you know, and it's gotten, you know, bought out by the conglomerates. And, but we're, you know, starting a new radio station and we had a show called Reagan Macosa and it was uh, 250,000 watts. So it went everywhere. Uh, so it's, it's changed. And of course we're not there anymore. Think it's cool, cool people. <laughs> but um, now I'm on 102.5 FM on Friday nights. And that's out of Mexico. Uh, it's one on 2.5 FM. I love it. It's called Fusion Radio. And it's just a really incredible show. And then we just launched our own 24-hour reggae. And then we want to drop a podcast and all kinds of different things. So my life has been pretty full. Uh, I own restaurants. I own the first vegetarian restaurant in San Diego. So it's been incredible. I've been with tons of gurus. I started meditating at a very young age, uh, which really has helped me be uh, who I am today. And that's why I love to start to podcast out with meditation. I started cracking up. I said, God, I've been on a whole retreat all weekend. I get, I get to uh, just ease in and just be really cool. You know, the, it was, I do breath work and I'll tell you about that too. So that was pretty good. I'm proud of you. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. The listeners don't know this, but uh, this last season I, I played with it a little bit, but, but kind of shied away. But this season I'm offering it to every interview uh, that I'm doing to start out with uh, just a little meditation to get us grounded. And so far it's been awesome with our, uh, with our interviews. So, and it's cool. So you went, you just did a meditation retreat. That was a weekend long retreat. I, I take this retreat any chance I get. The more the busy you are, you need to meditate. You need and this is breath work, you know, too. It's a darshan kriya. It's going down. It's kriya. Kriya is the breath, and it just goes through all your chakras. And there's three stage breathing, pranayama, um, and then I just went into the advanced course. Uh, I've taken that about twice I would do it every month if I could it's in silence and um it just and you're meditating so much you're just meditating and this method just gets you down you know your usually your thoughts your head is the one that just make it it makes it difficult because you're you're in the past or you're in the future you're not in the present moment so this just it helps you just transcend and not fight off the thoughts. Because thoughts are going to be there. But you just slowly, you know, watching your breath and, you know, knowing that everything is, you know, hollow and, and, and empty. And, you know, so it's a good thing to do. And luckily, um, I'm, I'm, I'm back in it steady. And, um, yeah, it's a, I, I hope everyone uh, takes this path of the breath path. Because when you're a baby, you come in with the breath. You're breathing in as a baby. And when you're dying, you're breathing out. You're breathing in joy. And then, and when you're passing, you're, you're, you're breathing out, you know, um, 
healing and 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 stress. And so the in breath, the out breath is cool, you know, learning that that will help us. And we need that at this time. We all need to be, have a mechanism or something to handle our stress. And that's kind of getting back into some of the things that I'm doing too. So, uh, and, and some of the things you do. So like you set up the World Beat Center and that's really like a cultural hub in San Diego, right? Um, yes, it is. Uh, and besides, you know, I'm, I'm working with things with Cornell University and the National Science Foundation. So I, I have an award. Um, this is my last eight months of our, our grant. And it's for researchers, the community researchers that they picked. And my award was, you get, you get to, it's all about noise pollution. And my award was, uh, I, what I took, everybody did different things. Uh, I'm, I took building a noise sanctuary, a sanctuary that people could come in and transcend the noise. But as I studied, the noise was in our brain. We were the noise as <laughs> years went on. And then also I had plants playing with playing their own music. So I start studying plant intelligence. And so then and, this is like, okay, so you have plants and you're connecting, uh, you were telling me about this. So you were like connecting electrodes to these plants or something. And it's almost the, like biofeedback, but it's neurobiology. Yeah. Way, neurofeedback and you you put these little clamps on the, on the leaves uh, like you know, little um, electrodes in the leaves and another little um, spike into the roots. You know, plant intelligence is incredible because fungi communicates all the way across, all the way to the East Coast. Uh, so there's a short video called the Wood Wide Web. Wood Wide Web. And it shows you how plants communicate. They can help each other or sabotage each other. They can war warn each other. So plant intelligence is really uh, incredible. So my meringue tree just made its debut with Chico Freeman and uh, a Avery Sharp, uh, which used to play with McCoy Tyner, which is an incredible jazz pianist that passed. So I got them to play, uh, was a dedication to George Washington Carter. And it was called uh, The Plant Whispers. And they played it with my moringa plant. And, and Jamie shadow light with the violin. So she played with them. So yeah, that was a debut. So I'm, I'm looking for a whole album uh, that's gonna, the plants are gonna be playing um, playing by themselves and with musicians, and they it it's incredible because they it's like the lavender plant. You know what lavender just it heals you, it calms you down. You know, you put a sachet on your pillow, and and you know it it makes you calm. So attaching those electrodes to the 
lavender plant itself with the lavender playing music. That's incredible with the lavender calming you down. So you don't really have to bypass like uh, moringa. It brings down your blood pressure. It's nice when you, you are sipping some moringa tea, that even helps, but this is direct. And the music is playing through a, um, a box and it's like a synthesizer, you know, and it picks its own notes and sound. It's incredible. And they all, they all play different. They all have this, their own different song and their own intelligence. You know, Stevie Wonder did something with the secret life of plants. A long time ago, secret life of plants. And people didn't get the out, they just like didn't get it, you know, but it's beautiful. Wow, yeah, that's so cool. I was actually just conversating with my sister today about um, a book that I read, which is called The Field. And it was talking about a lot of the, it was by Lynn McTaggart. It was talking about mm -hmm. these like studies that they did about plants and how they actually, like they hook up plants the same way as you're talking about. And they actually, plants will respond when you, when their owners are like on their way home. Like, and this can be from like miles away, which is like, brings up some really wild questions about like what mm -hmm. level of consciousness plants are existing on and like what the heck is even going on here <laughs> we just did a frequency of them playing music on this uh software called raven and you can you can see the frequency with them playing so it's like incredible so i'm i that's that's where i'm that's where my head is now for music and you almost have to drag me back into the music industry, um, you know, right now, because the plant intelligence and the plant science, and I'm doing an animation too with the plant, you know, so. Are you, you're working like with artists on this or how? Do yeah, you working with animators and writing the script and uh, it's a part of my project. Um, the, uh, there's a little girl, she's about 15 and, and she looks something like me when I was 15 and, you know, Ikeda. So she goes in and she can't stand the noise in the streets and everything and people talking. And so she sees World Beat Center Healing Garden. And that's what we're doing right now. We're putting a sanctuary in and a healing garden that you could book and you could book a therapist, you could book massage, you could just come in and, and, just respect the spirit of that land and ask permission to be there by the land spirit. So she's doing it. And then all of a sudden, all her, the music from the plants start healing her and all her chakras, you know, light up and stuff. And, you know, but the noise again is in the head. That's what I figured out. And so with the breath, she starts breathing and, and the breath brings her silence the noise within her herself because that's the pollution is our own thoughts and our own brain and not being able to be present you know in in the now yeah it's so cool because it's like it, it's so ninja it's like very jedi it's very zen it's like the answer is actually within you and what we think is the distraction of the outside what we, we think we place 
the problem outside ourselves when really the solution to the problem is within at all times. Absolutely. It's so cool. Um, so, so with this project, with that project, all these projects, I feel like what you, like the through line that I see with you as a human and what you do with your time and energy is you are part of the community, you're immersed in the community and then, and you listen to the community and you listen to yourself and you hear what is needed from the community and then you do what you can to provide that solution. So like the vegan restaurant, the World Beat Center, the musical vibes that you bring, the science work, everything, like what you're doing is you're, you're seeing that need in the community, which is so cool. Go ahead, go ahead. say. No, go ahead, go ahead. Well, was what, what was so cool is that the mural that I painted of you, it like the title of it came so easily. Well, I sketched out the, the design and we had that first meeting with the people from Estrella Jalisco. And then after I talked to you, I came and met with you, Haley and I came and chatted with you. And after that conversation, the word unity was just like coming through really strong. And I was like, this, I need to go back. And I just went straight home and I changed the design and I just put the word unity really big behind you in the image. And that was like, and so then, that was just the finalizing of it. And the mural is called Unity in Community. And um, yeah, I guess uh, I just wanna hear you kind of jump off from there. What, what do you think about all that? That was perfect, you know? And you're, you're, you're so naughty, because you caught the, 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 uh, the onk and, and also the eye, it was just perfect. You gotta be, you know? But, and it was really, I love that the, the community was, we're going through so much with what was going on with the elections and people were done, COVID, so many people passed. And the country was just divided. And every time I see unity, you know, in community and people, they felt that, they loved it. They were. Go, oh, that's what we need is unity in community. So we were right on time with that. And like I said, that's a spot to do a lot. Of, you know, they're feeding the homeless at that spot. I was like, come on, man. I was going to have a party there, man. <laughs> you know, but it was, um, that's it. It's unity. I, I think you captured the, you know, the onk. Uh, the eye of horse, Haru, the eye of Haru, and uh, in my little jacket and me DJing. Um, so, I mean, I'm just honored that it was you. Cause I was like, who's this dude gonna pay me? I was like, yeah. And then I, then I, I studied you, I, I wouldn't check on you. I was like, yeah, you can do it. <laughs> He's cool, he's well cool, yeah. So I really think that this is a glorious time. Of course, we're going to have the, the negative things that the negativity, that's a part of it. That's how we grow. You know, I, I don't welcome negativity. 
but that's it. You, we have to know how to transform pain. You know, it's going to be there. We can't run away from it. And as we know ourselves more, that pain you're going to understand. You're there to understand, and you know that you you're going to grow. You're going to grow from that pain. Whatever the whatever is in the negative, the the positive is always there. Whatever in the positive, the negative is always there. And so it's, they're not going to go away. You're not going to have, yay, hey, it's positive, let's party on that. So you're not, no, you're not going to have just positive things that are happening to you. But meditation will help you transform those things that are happening to you. You know it. You know how to react to those things. You know how to not cling to desires that don't bring you, you know, happiness and joy. And you have to, the Egyptians say that when you're going out, like the weighing of horse, you know, you see the weighing on the scales and his heart, you know, what joy did you bring to the world? You know, and what joy did you get out of the world? You know, so we're here to, you know, it's just joy and, and, and loving and serving and compassion. You know, that's my life, you know, and it's, it's a, it should be the life of, of all of us. And it's not easy. It hasn't, you know, it's not easy, but it's great. It has shaped me to, you know, a person that that always wants to sacrifice and work for others. But then I recently realized that I have to work for my own happiness and liberation too, because liberation comes from within. And that's all you want to do is be a good person. It's just simple. Just being a good person. And, you know, that's not easy, you know because there's so much temptations out there. And so it's really in meditation, you, um, you, have to, you have to regulate yourself and you have to have discipline, discipline. And people don't like the word discipline. And it's something, it's, there's something that's really beautiful in, dis, in discipline. Because when you do something regularly, you, you'll know when you haven't meditated. If you start, you know, you know, you know when things are not going right for you, you know? And when things, um, when things gets crazy, you can always go back, oh, I know this. I'll go back into my breath, you know? And then you, you bring yourself back, you know, to the present moment because the past is history, it's gone. What's it gonna do for you? We're always dwelling ill, man, you know, I should have, would have, could have. And then the future is a mystery. We're not even there. And the present moment is a gift. That's why it's called present, you know? So we give ourselves presence when we, we stay in that present moment. And we can do that with the breath and, and regular meditation. The breath meditation, Kriya is so pranayama, qigong, Tai Chi or, you know, Keto or any of those things uh, that, that works with 
keeping your meridians open, your chakras open, and uh, really taking time to love yourself as you're bathing yourself with, and with, with love and compassion. And you're having self-compassion. You know, I'm always thinking compassion has to be out in the world and we're doing this. But we have to have self-compassion first. And, you know, when you're in a plane and you're with the kid, they say, put the mask on first, yourself first and then your kid. So you have to be happy, you know. They, they have this, may I be happy, you know, and then, you know, you chant that for a while. Then it's, you know, may they be happy. And then you chant that. And then the hardest part is that your enemies, you know, <laughs> may, may they be free and happy and all that stuff. But it, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to really live in this world and live, you know, live it with joy and service and just be present in the world. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and I, it's so cool. I mean, meditation is such an interesting thing and there's lots of ways to do it, which is really a kind of a funny thing to think about something where a person just sits there and from the outside, you're like, nothing's happening, but there's lots of different techniques. Um, but the yeah the really interesting part is like just being present with with your thoughts and your mind and through your breath your breath is this like guide back to the present moment and there's constantly this like pull from from the past and from the future like depression and anxiety um that's where those two exist and then in the present moment there's this like stillness and that's what I feel like a meditation practice really is good for, for me, is that the more time you can practice coming back to that stillness and like not attaching to the thoughts that your mind is having because the, the noise is inside of us. And if you don't attach to that noise, then you get more comfortable and more used to coming back to that stillness. And then when things happen out in the real world, then your automatic reaction, you've like trained yourself to, you know, something goes crazy, you get triggered, take a breath. And so then your first action is like calm stillness, which, and those seconds, those milliseconds will actually give you the space to make a better decision to like, not say the thing that maybe you're just like triggered to say that will actually hurt somebody or do something um, not react in a, any sort of a way. It's like, it's like you get used to a non-reactivity and just like an observant mode, which is really great. Absolutely. It's like surfing. I, I don't surf, but I see that picture. It's, it's like coming to I always look, I always wanted to surf. Uh, I just look at, you know, you're coming into that that I, you know, this I will stop, you know, that certain part, you know, to me, that is just like, ah, you know, no, no thought. And you wrapped around that wave and it's just nothing out there. You know, and I was like, wow, I always, I buy surfers, you know, and I always want to surf, but I know it's a certain part that the golden me is there, you know, is like in surfing, it's just, just you and 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 those waves, you know. Yeah. Just you, and it's it's so present moment. Yeah, 
present moment. Yeah, and it's like everything speeds up and slows down all at the same time. And it's like silent, but kind of loud. It's like, it's really cool. It's a very Zen, Zen mm. of things. Um, yep. well, go ahead. You're a guru, You're a guru man. I, I, shoot, I'm like, I want you to be my guru. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I was hoping you would be my guru. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, Okay, well, um, I'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about the mission of the World Beat Center and what got you to start it, how it all went, like how it grew and developed. Well, you know, it's Black History Month. So it's really great that I'm on the show. You know, I, when I start seeing the injustice uh, that was done to black people at the time. I, I started seeing where other kids were doing other stuff. I got to go and uh, learn black history. Uh, and I was around 12 or something. And it made, somebody was teaching me that, teaching some kids that would go there on a Saturday and uh, I started learning who I was. You know, Marcus Garvey said, if people without the knowledge of the culture is like a tree planted without its roots. And in our DNA is African people that were enslaved. It's, you know, it's in our DNA. We have post-traumatic slave syndrome that's, you know, that we're going through. You know, that's why the, the killing, I mean, beautiful the pain has made us the best singers the best musicians you know out of that pain you know so i you know i was angry you know and i really and then people didn't want to be around you know i knew to as a kid they go you're still talking that shit <laughs> you know we had some brutality and we as the people uh, you know they go you ain't no african <laughs> Oh no, here she comes. And, you know, we go to parties and I be talking stuff and so, but didn't make me popular. But um, I, I just start studying, you know, my, my history and, and there was the Black Panthers and I, I, I was in the All African People's Revolutionary Army and, uh, and that was uh, Kwame Ture which was Stokely Carmichael. And, you know, I just, you know, want to work with, it was on campus and just working for, uh, against injustice. And then later on, I realized it was all people that I was working for. I mean, when I, well, after I started the World Beat, but, you know, I just, it was a part that I spent so much time, free Nelson Mandela, you know, boycott South Africa. I spent so much time, a whole life, when Nelson Mandela got free, I didn't know what to do. I took out his little, I've been wearing this thing so long, and I'd be on the club, I'd be in the club, and I would throw this in on 91X, and you know, Clear Channel had bought 91X, and they said, don't play, don't play uh, George Harrison, imagine, don't play um, Marvin Gaye, what's going on, and, but they didn't say nothing about Bob Marty. War! Dun. Dun, 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 dun. So, 
you know, I killed it. And then I would put, you know, the specials free Nelson Mandela. You know, that one, you know, is a nice, you know, you know, 20 years in captivity. And I just played on, and people like, you know, when I was on boat cruises, I was DJing boat cruises. They go, I mean, that was touchy subject because the U.S. supported South Africa. And I just, you know, and I had the Adams Avenue Theater uh, in San Diego, and I played apartheid. I just played all the stuff, you know, all the apartheid movies against, you know, against apartheid. And, uh, and I did, I had the first vegetarian restaurant in San Diego. It was called The Prophet. That was in 1971. But still, I had this activist, you know, and there was anger in there, too, you know, because I realized that the justice in San Diego was not easy. It was not easy on Blacks. It was just me. I couldn't even see my white friends. They, they go, come on, you know, let's come visit. I go, oh, no. And so finally, I did it, man. I got stopped and, you know, harassed and... Um, you know, I was put in jail for stealing my own car because I, I had an Austin Healy. And, but anyway, they said, I, in, in back in the day, you had to show your uh, registration. It had to be visible in your car. But I had a Healy and I tried to be cool. And, you know, you could make your steering wheel come up or you could put your steering wheel, you know, flush to the, and I, you know, driving. Somehow, uh, I, I would put my... Uh, registration on a magnet and put it on my heater you know and somehow it fell or whatever but you know when I went to they got me and they they put me in jail and I see the doors were closed with with the cops and he goes the cops I mean these cops are really you know all these uh we're seeing that now these these policemen were uh, not all of them but most of them they were um from the South and uh, it was like a invasion of white supremacy that was there. You know, they were in the Marines or, you know, and, and worked in defense plant, defense plants or, and then went to border patrol or the San Diego police and, and they're pretty brutal. And when I get, when they put, when I went to uh, jail, the cop, the doors were closed and he goes, goodbye, nigger. And I was like, oh. And that's a felony, right, Arthur? So, I, you know, I forgot. It said, charge, next day it said, charges dropped. So I was like, I didn't think about it. You know, you, you know, you know you're poor. But anyway, when I got a, a, a job, it was uh, at a microfilm company, which is top clearance. You got to have clearance. I said, oh, no, you can't have this job. You had a felony. I go, what? But I got him, you know, I went there and I had got him to take it off. I was charges dropped. It was my car. You found out it was my car. So you go through these different things. And so I wanted a cultural center. And that all the things that I did, you know, I had an import store and restaurant. I wanted something that everything was in one. And I thought, well, you know, it's African culture. It's black culture and I want to really do all my black culture and let people know and then it was then 
I forgot I called it World Beat. So it was for everybody was coming there and they felt safe and they could come to Kwanzaa. You know, they could, they could, they could be half black and not, you know, somebody on them not being black enough. They could, they could be white. They could be Native American Indians. And it was for them because they realized that we were all one. And, uh, and Africa was the cradle of civilization and they were all African. So, you know, Taylor, you're an African. <laughs> Beautiful. So, you know, no matter, Peter Tosh said, no matter where you come from, you're an African. Yeah. So, so that's what the World Beat Center, it, but it was so hard as well. And I think I'm cool sometimes. I could do, you know, I'm a Leo and I could just do so many things. And I always like Christian authority, you know, from that era, um, you know, no is yes. Uh, so, you know, we, you know, when, when you come from the 60s, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm from that era that I've seen Jimmy Hendrix, we go to love him, you know, we do, we, we do these things, man, Eric Clapton, you know, and I, and I was into a lot of English reggae too, and English, uh, you know, rock, you know, uh, and uh, just in punk stuff too, you know, of course, all that went together, you know, sky punk and so, you know, we always, you know, it, it was all, you know, liberation movement, even the punk movement, Dave Stringer, you know, Julie Driscoll, you know. So all these things were just incredible. Bob Marley, you know, they're all interweaving and, and form an activist, you know, vibration. So the World Beat Center was really founded on activism and and came to, to just, have, you know, just a oneness of all races and all people. But like I said before, it wasn't easy. And I got a lot of opposition, uh, but the years went on, but we could live the longest over these haters. And it happened <laughs> to me, I, I lived the longest. And they left office, retired, died, and I'm still here. And I'm on the board of, uh, of you know, executive directors for Bible Hope Park. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. the, the stone, the stone, the builder refused. <laughs> oh, take that, haters! <laughs> I can't tell you, haters. <laughs> so you know, we just have to keep going through this. Have resilience eat good food so you can live long and you can be cool like me at 78. Just take two more years and I'll be 80. So if I make 80, I want you to come to my party, Taylor. I'll be there. By 80, 80, I'm gonna have a party, man. <laughs> you know? So I, I, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna get ready. I'm gonna look, I'll have to be cool at 80, you know, I, that's, that. you know, so, but. <laughs> Like I said, Makeda, I feel like you've got more cool in your left pinky <laughs> toe than uh, most people do in their entire lives. So I don't think you need to worry about that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, beautiful. Good job with, with the World Beat Center. Way to make a stand. 
it's a nice one, you know, you're dealing with children. And then, and you know, when I start seeing kids all color, we have a summer camp and first it was $50 and the kids there from nine to four. That's what we want to do things, you know, affordable. Actually the government should pay for cultural centers like this all over the world, you know? So, and especially in the United States, I start seeing those little white toy heads playing with the black kids and loving each other and learning things and then performing. We have a performance. It's a, it went up to a hundred dollars a week and they're they're there nine to four. And I realized, and I I, I know I know it, that racism is is something that people teach their kids, you know, because everybody cool sends their kids over to, you know, because the, the whites, the, well, they go, no, man, my kids are going to have to play with some black kids or they're going to have to learn some black culture. So all my white friends and Mexican friends send their kids over to the World Beat Cultural Center. And the kids haven't been, they don't, they don't even trip, you know, they don't have that, you know, hate, I hate you because of this, you got it's incredible. They meditate. They do yoga. We start them early, so it's it's it's, it's the kids, man. I can't wait to have your little kid, you know, to <laughs> okay to you know. And it's really funny. Don't laugh because I got all my friends. I got all their kids there. Right. I never thought that my kid would be here. The, the, man, I, and I just look at, you know, I just look at all, you know, all you guys as kids, and I'm just. I don't know what to do. It's the children, man. It's the children. And and we have to have something with this COVID thing. It's, so I have them out there where they can stand it, you know, having them indoors. So we have them outside on the lawn and they're doing dancing, Latin fusion. And it's incredible. I can't wait to work with them and have them outside and doing gardening. And when they're in the garden, I used to say, uh, how many have a garden at home? And the kid, you know, a lot of urban kids, the kid, he goes, I got one in my growing in my refrigerator. Because <laughs> 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 he never he didn't know that the Kylo garden would grow. Oh, you know, yeah. they're so funny. And then they want to eat everything they see. They go, Oh, that's a strawberry. Oh, let me eat that green. But if you put that on their table, like the greens in it, they wouldn't need it. And then if we let them cook with a solar oven, you know, they don't know it's a, not a really burnt, you know, burger. They don't even know the difference, man. <laughs> but a lot of my friends are, you know, vegetarian, vegan, then they send their kids there and they get really good stuff. So the World Meat Center has made me so grateful to live this long and see my dreams be a reality yeah that's great <laughs> i love that um that's beautiful that's definitely beautiful um okay so i think it's time to switch over to our questions are you ready for those yeah i'm ready okay okay um so the first question is what do you feel like was a breakthrough moment for you when you went from having these dreams, these big dreams, um, to like really making a big step forward in having those become a reality. When, when was it where I was like, okay, now I'm, now I'm on my path. 
Well, you know, I've had so many paths to, you know, you know, radio, television. Well, the breakthrough was like, that was hard to have my own vegetarian restaurant because everybody thought I was a cook. And, you know, I got to beat Dr. Bronner and, and all these great people, you know, I'd wait for them. And I, we brought wheatgrass to San Diego and Birkenstocks. I could have been rich. I should have had my Birkenstock store. But, uh, <laughs> you know, but, but we couldn't. It's just our restaurant got so popular that we had to stop the store. We had Birkenstocks in there. That was the breakthrough, I, the profit. That was the breakthrough. Yeah, George Harrison uh, ate in there uh, at the profit, but he, he was mad at me because I wouldn't let him smoke in there. <laughs> and he goes, what? You know, because we, we had the first non-smoking restaurant at George Harrison. They go, what, Makeda? And here I am, and, you know, I'm an arrogant meal. You know, I'm like young, you know. I don't care if it is George Harrison. He can't work. He can't smoke in my in this in the profit. That was the name of my restaurant. It's called and so he comes out and he goes, "Well, because at that time the Beatles, you know, we we're all meditating. You know, we we're all hippies, and the Beatles were doing TM, and and I think George Harrison was doing Hare Krishna. He was a Hare Krishna. So he came out and he goes, he looks at me and he goes, "You, you serve mushrooms." onions, carrots, potatoes, and all this. I was like, what is he talking about? But the Christians don't eat any food that grows be below the ground. Oh. And so he was like, yeah, I, grew, I don't care. And they go, okay, this George Harrison. But see, he died of lung cancer, so I know he forgives me. Yeah. <laughs> Try to tell him. But, uh, <laughs> so. Yes. I, <laughs> I mean, you know, I saw Dick Gregory. And so all this stuff was a breakthrough, you know. Swamis, I've seen Swami Chidananda, Alice Coltrane, John Coltrane's wife was a yogi. I just, just spiritual, seeing so many Muttananda spiritual. I saw Krishna Murdy. I don't know if you know who that is, but look that up one day. Krishna Murdy in Oak Grove in Ojai, California. We would go sit there, Krishna Murdy. So, I, so the problem was such a breakthrough for me as an African in this America uh, that that I, you know, started meditating and and I started eating. I brought good food and there was lines to get in the, to the restaurant and um, and then I met Bob Marley and that changed everything in my life activism because that cat was talking about is this love is this love or you know we're, we're the black survivors and i'm going who is this dude with all this nappy head and these dreadlocks and so i start following bob marley around and then i got to be a major reggae book uh promoter at the sports arena i i start doing uh the sports arena and Bob Marley did for 25 years at, at the sports arena. Uh, then I, you know, I met Peter and I said, producing. that was another breakthrough, all that. And then, then later on uh, doing the cultural center in Bobo Park, which is an incredible breakthrough. And I, I think I'm on something, I'm gonna write a book 
so um, about things in my life and recipes and I love to cook, you know, so, um, but I'm gonna write. So look for my book, Taylor, you're gonna be in it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know if I quite qualify on this whole scene, but. <laughs> I'm putting my mural in there. There you go. Okay, I like that. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is the best. <laughs> um, okay, okay, okay. Here we go. <laughs> Next question. Um, okay, so flow state. Flow state is like being in the zone. You know, it's like, um, you know, musicians talk about it. Uh, meditation is a form of flow state. Me making art is a form of flow state. Surfing, all the different stuff. Um, what would be your favorite flow state moment of your life? And, you, you know, whatever thought comes up. Um, work, gardening is like a meditation to me, working in my garden, you know, with, with, with plants, uh, hanging out with my animals, you know. I love being with my, that's my flow state. It's in gardening, outdoors, nature. Nature is my flow state. Yeah. I was at Sunset Cliff last night and I watched the sun go down. That's where, you know, that's my flow state. And it's that that's another one. My ruling planet is the sun. You know, so I get to see my everybody see it up there. Look, you know, enjoy my ruling planet go down <laughs> it's uh yeah the ocean man the, the mountains the, the, it's just you know nature you know meditating and breathing the sweet air you know so nature and gardening and being with plants and being with your animal man your dog man you know your dog loves you and it, you, know, you can be ugly you know that <laughs> dog hanging out with you you know my dog is pretty mad at me right now but but that's why, you know, that's my closing. I always have to have an animal. I always have an animal, a dog. I got a lot of animals. Yeah, nice. Yeah, there's like, uh, I mean, gardening is one thing that I can definitely relate with. I love gardening. It's like the time you spend, it's like you start, you do one thing and then you do another thing and then you do another thing before you know it, like three hours has gone by and you got like dirt under your fingernails and you caught some sun and it's just like, it's just so much fun. And uh, you're like tending to these, these like beings that are conscious, but don't have the ability to move on their own. So you can like move stuff for them. It's really cool. Um, okay. So then the next question is what is your advice for aspiring creatives uh, in the world. Of course, you know, I'm going to say meditate. Start meditating early in your life. So you can really tune into the frequency that's going on right now. There's a frequency. And, uh, and the portal is open. We're moving into the Aquarian age. And we're almost there. That's why things look so hectic because we're leaving Kali, we're in Kali Yuga, Kali Yuga, and we're leaving 
you know, this old uh, state, the Piscean, you know, so an age is like every, I believe every 2000 years. So my advice is, you know, watch, watch who you're with. I mean, if they're in a negative vibe, don't even hang, you know? Just, you know, we used to could do that a long time ago and hope the person would change. But you just bless them. Like the hope you say, uh, what we gotta do is jump, jump into the river and the, the lake, jump into the lake and start swimming as fast as you can. And then when you get in the middle of the lake, see who's with you and rejoice. And then look at the, your brothers and sisters on, on the shore and bless them because you know they're going to get there sometime. But right now, you got to, with your friend, whoever's on that frequency, just keep going. So, my advice is to eat an idol, a very good diet. You know, um, we don't need to kill to live. Um, and, you know, it was before the lakes weren't so polluted and fish, you know, your father, my father used to go down and get their fish, but everything is very polluted right now. And that fish belongs in water. Anyway. So, um, you, so, you know how it smells when it's out of water. <laughs> it ain't supposed to be in your stomach. <laughs> you know, rotten fish, you can't even be out, you know, for a couple of days. And, um, you know, just take care of the universe. You know, take care of the, um, take care of, I mean, you see his climate change. You know, take, I, I, I go back, take care of the earth. Take care of the earth mother. Take care, you know, that my advice is just keep yourself away from greed, selfishness. That's what we're in, I'm very selfish. But they, they programmed us that. They programmed, they programmed us into desire. And, and you know, you could get something, you just want that new car, you want those new shoes. And once you get them, you're desiring something else. If you, if you had, you know, um, if you had this lover, you, I mean, you would be all right. If you had this, I mean, my advice is to tell everyone that we're living in, in impermanence. It's everything is impermanent. So let the shit go, <laughs> let go, let go. And don't hold on to grudges, you know, cause that hurts your liver. Anger hurts your heart, liver, you know, every part of your body, certain emotions, you know, hurt your, your organs. The person's okay, they're cool. So let go of negative feelings and grudges. Um, live in the present moment. Watch your cravings because you know the world is impermanent. And so once you realize those things that you don't need all this mess and you just, you're just gonna move up and be light if you can, you know, and move into a tiny house. <laughs> there you go all of that i like it <laughs> and move into a tiny house i like that um that's great 
All right, so my last question for you is, what is your definition of art? Life. Art is life. <laughs> yeah. Live with art. Live with art. It's life. I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> That's it. Life. Culture. Living culture. Yeah, culture is is just like the most dynamic um form of art it's like all over the world everybody there's it's so unique there's different like styles and vibrations and um approaches and everything the artists are the gurus <laughs> it's, it's art 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 is revolutionary you know art can be it can be, it could change the port, a port could change the world. They could bring everything down. Bob Marty said, if he would speak about the things that he, he sang about, he would be dead. So it's so important to, you know, fascist government, that's the first thing they go after is art. Right. They always tell you not to be an artist. You wasted your time. You need to be, you know, doctor or something that makes you miserable. Uh, I'm not, I, you know, not saying that doctors are miserable, but if you're an artist and you're denying your own spirit to be an artist because your parents are telling you or your auntie saying you're wasting your time. So, but art is the that art is revolution. You know, it's life. We need art. You always know a fascist country when things are going to fascism. The first thing they get is the artists. They money. They you know that's, that's what Homeboy was doing. He was cutting down the National Endowment. He was taking. He hated art. He hated because they were. You see, art expresses. You mess with an artist, they're gonna go after you. You know, they're gonna put it in art. You know, they, you know that's a free mind. That's free thinking. It's life. It's you, you know you can't contain art. That's why that's that's why you know a uh, uh, fascism or that's just what they want to attack. They want to take it out of the schools. They want to you know they tell us that there's no need for it. So we got to fund our artists. We have to take you know our artists are suffering right now. Our musicians are suffering right now. And that's what it's for. Nobody cares. None of that uh, cares money went to the musicians. You know, they were like, uh, no, none of that went to them. So we have to really bring back music and art because that's our life. You don't hear music, you don't hear art, you don't touch each other. You know, we're in a concert, you don't, you know, music that you feeling, music can make you transcend the universe, you know? So we have to, we're, we're in a crisis right now with our music and art. 
So we're, that's what we're trying to do with the World Beat Center too, is really bring back art and music and have, we're gonna have paint, um, paint concerts like, can you, you get there and you paint, you know, uh, the, it's gonna be for Women's Day, you know, you're gonna paint Audrey Lord. So everybody's gonna to get to paint, she's an actress. That's great. <laughs> I, yeah, you just uh, hit a home run there and I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm saluting you on that one. That was great. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. So, all right, so this is wrapping up the first part of the podcast. So um, what I wanna do at this moment is say thank you, a deep felt thank you to you for being who you are, doing what you do and have done in your communities. And thank you for coming on this show and, and sharing your light, your energy, your perspectives with everybody. Um, I feel extremely inspired right now and I'm sure everybody does too. So uh, thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. And I'd like to really thank you and and all the wonderful people that that made me, you know, put me here. You know, uh, like to thank Berenice Rodriguez for being by my side and uh, you know really helping. Well, we got down to where not very many people. You know, you see who the soldiers are. Bob Marley said, now we'll see who the real revolutionaries are. <laughs> so thank you, Taylor. It was an honor to be with you. And you know, I love you more than cook food. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> more than cooked food, yeah, sure. <laughs> oh. That's very Jamaican. <laughs> oh, nice. perfect. I, I like that. <laughs> me love you more. Me love you more than cooked food. <laughs> nice. Oh, um, will you tell everybody where they can connect with you? Where they can? Uh, yes. And I'm gonna tell you guys out there. You know, I love you, and I'm always your mama, Makeda. I live for you, and uh, and I will die. You know, for you, because. Uh, you know, but I hope I don't die before 80 because I want you all coming to my birthday party so we can jam. Yeah. But um, you can get in touch with me, Makeda, M-A-K-E-D-A at worldbeatcenter.org, worldbeatcenter.org, Makeda at worldbeatcenter.org, or just Makeda Dread, and you spell Dread, D-R-E-A-D, at gmail.com. So, and just come by and we got good food at the cafe. I'll be throwing down, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the cook. And so um, just come see me, you know, come and hang out and, and, and let's work in the garden with me. Go on now. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, well, um... Yeah, I think that's it. Why don't you, do you have one last bit of wisdom for everybody to end part one with? Yeah. Again, 
take care of your body. And wherever there's a poison, uh, let's say poison oak, there's an antidote that grows next to it. So you gotta know your 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 uh, your food. Know your weeds. Eat weeds. Eat weeds. They're so important. George Washington Carver. I mean, he really uh, worked with plants. The weeds are sting, stingy nettle. That's the most powerful plant, and they're out right now. They're out stingy nettle. People think they're weeds, so you just go, you know, get them at a certain before they get you know, too prickly, but you could just boil them and do the stingy nettle tea. Turkey tail mushrooms. Do turkey tail mushrooms that they cured cancer. Cordyceps, if you're, you know, very active like Taylor, you know, uh, surfing, it's very active. Cordyceps mushrooms and what they thought the, the Olympic guys were um, uh, taking steroids and they was only there doing cordyceps mushrooms. And your mushrooms are incredible, reishi mushroom. Because what we have to do is keep our immune system. And reishi is very good for that. So we got to make our immune system do this whole thing. Cursing. Fast one day. Here's my big wisdom for you. Fast one day a week. You, you know, and if you can do a juice fast. If you do two, that's, that's great. And the next word of wisdom, fast every day season. As soon as the season turns, get yourself on a juice fast and make the juicer your drugstore. <laughs> make the juice. That's my wisdom. Don't forget the juice. Do your mushrooms. Meditate. Fast every season. And once, you know, because it gives your whole body a rest. You just give your whole system a rest. And, and meditating gives your thoughts a rest and you're able to just witness and instead of having your mind, you know, be overactive and out there and stressful. So you come back into yourself, especially if you're fasting and you're just thinking that one day and then you're taking care of yourself. Love yourself. One love. <laughs> there it is. Makeda Makosa. Makeda Makosa. Again, this podcast is brought to you by High Ground Coffee, an adventure coffee brand with a new twist on brewing coffee, wherein you steep coffee like it's a tea. You just drop a packet in hot water and you go. It's the newest way to brew coffee and it's awesome. Use coupon code TAYLOR at checkout for 15% off. Visit them at myadventurecoffee.com. That's myadventurecoffee.com. All right. Yeah, we're back. We're back for part two. And this is just uh, the free flow conversation part of it. So, um, yeah, Makeda, I mean, what was your experience of that? Did you have fun on the podcast there just now? Oh, man, I loved it. I loved it. It was, it was just incredible. You're so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I like to make you laugh. <laughs> I love, you know, laughter is so good, man. It's so good for all the parts of your body, you know? And so, I mean, it makes me, I just love it that you have so much joy in you that you can, you know, you, you can laugh at life. You can laugh at things. You know, it's a, always, I'm always laughing. 
Yeah. We're always having a good time. It was a uh, there was a really fun time when we were doing the photo shoot in front of the mural after it was done, and they they brought us beer to drink. So then we cracked beers, and we were just like having wow. beers on the side of the road in front of the mural. And I loved it. Making. <laughs> I I loved. It. I felt so ghetto. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> what a good celebration yeah you know just um sometimes you know it, it feels good to just let yourself go and 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 discipline is really good but then you know you have to let yourself go into another dimension you know that's deers you know um they are, they said, you know, I was really with somebody, some guy that, uh, that wrote about, I think psychedelics or something like that. And he was talking about deers just out of boredom. It looks like, it looks like deers could get bored. <laughs> they look like they could get really bored. You know, they're, they, you know, they, they're just, they're cool animals, but they look like they could get bored. They say they, they, they will eat a, a psychedelic or plant that will change the, the, a mood or something that they know, and uh, they would just change the consciousness. So, you know, uh, every now and, now and then I'll have me um, some kombucha, hard kombucha, and it feels good. But with my, uh, I know it's, you know, I have to stay, you know, my, on my path, you know. I don't know how I used to smoke all that when I was younger, smoke my herb, <laughs> you know, but we smoked, but what we were smoking uh, was like, it's not like chronic crack. I mean, there is some herb that will put you out these days. You know, we're just smoking <laughs> our little Panama red. <laughs> just simple yeah. weed. You could all have a you could have a joint. Everybody can be spoken, but you man, you can't. This stuff is incredible. It's it, it, it's too strong, you know. And they're just uh, yeah, you know. I I uh, I get so high, you know, with you know this show. It's like I smoke two joints, you know. It's like this, you know, with your laughter, your love, and you know, I just had a good time. It doesn't take anything to do that, you know. Um, so we, we, you know, it's just—I mean, love, love is the—it's so wonderful. It's so wonderful, and I—I I really love you, Taylor. And you're such a good person. And I—I I knew we were—we had—we were on the same frequency, but I really didn't realize how how close we are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean. In that first Zoom meeting, when uh, you were talking, and there was like, I was on the call, and then the Estrella Jalisco people were on the call, and then the Beautify Earth people were, and the, you were just kind of like telling your story and going through like some of the details, and I was jotting down notes that I was going to take to, you know, put the image together. Uh, the more you talked, I was like, we are right in line here. This is great. <laughs> 
Like we are the perfect setup to do this mural. I'm really excited about this. Well, I, I, it was, it was really something because, you know, everybody was so happy about the, the mural. And then I had somebody, you know, hater, but it was somebody came on and they were talking about, oh yeah, you know, they get to, they gentrify the, you know, it's just white. Did you, did you see the answer? I did an answer uh, to that person that was saying that. Oh no, I didn't know. see that or hear about it. Yeah, yeah, it was good, you know. You know, but it was really something and I, you know, it was long I answered and then everybody was like, yeah, that's really cool, we gave it. I answered, yeah, I go, Bob Marty says, you know, until the, the man, the color of a man's eyes have no significance in the color of their skin, there'll be war. You know, I said, and he happens to be Spanish. You know, he speaks, he's got some, you know, I just happened to do some things and I go, you know, it was, you know, just how much I really respect you that I came out to defend you, you know, and the work that you do. And it just, you know, everything like that is a lesson for me, you know, because, you know, you, you could get into that state of division. And I understand why, because it's been, you know, we've been ran over so much by white privilege. And so I am really honored that my European white babies are really, you know, fighting, um, not even fighting, we don't need to fight, standing in for people of color. And they said, we didn't know this, we're not gonna take this, you know, we're gonna stand in and we don't have to, even, we, even not marching, if you're in this job, you're gonna you're gonna see some injustice, and you're gonna go. Oh no, I'm gonna sign this over to, uh, and that's what happened to me. You know, I'll be trying to get a permit or something. Used to be dangerous, and there'd be one of my dining with ex kids. They got a job here. They hey, okay, okay, I'm gonna sign this over. <laughs> but whatever you can do to really help people of color, you know, um, and staying in there, and we have a a, a movie that all of us as young activists, black activists, we always, I mean, I had to hide the book and you know, my mother said my mother wouldn't see it. And, uh, and it was Spook who sat by the door. The Spook, so we always, they used to call it Spooks back in the day, you know, and uh, because they used to spook us with, uh, come out with the Klan, uh, outfit and it looked like a spook and burning the cross man what is wrong with it now you can't you call a christian you burning the cross but they would come out and so the movie was spooked we said by the door and it was by the fbi agent uh that looked like he was really a nerd and he was actually uh working with uh gang revolution turned gangs into uh, like Black Panthers and say, you wasted your time shooting each other. Why don't you, you know, bring your neighborhood together and stuff like that. So I think that we all got to be spooks. You said by the door and you can do that without 
firing single shots or negativity and everything. Love is your spoon. Love will, it will move mountains. So we got to keep loving each other and not, you know, just not let any stand in the way of black, white, red, yellow. We're going to stand this. We're going to do it together. This is what this country was founded on. Because I always thought I was going to go to Africa, get this place. I had it. I heard Stevie Wonder the other told Oprah the other night, he's moving from America. Did you hear that? Hmm. Stevie said he's gone. He's going to Ghana. He's taking his family and he's out of here. Everybody in there, everybody's going, are you coming? You coming, Makeda? And I was like, and I'm the one that's always t- tell everybody to go to Africa. I'm the one that said that everybody's going, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hang and I'll probably do some stuff there. But my forefathers and foremothers died for this country. So I can, you know, be who I met I am today. We're all standing on the, sh- the shoulders of giants. So I'm gonna stay here, you know, since. You know, we all, all of us together. I want to see, you know, um, little Taylor Jr. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to see <laughs> that all of us come together and, and I may not see it all, but it's going to be here because we're going to be in a day of enlightenment and I know it. And uh, stay off the moon. Take You can't even take care of your own planet. What are you trying to do? Go up there and pollute the moon? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Texas is freezing. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Come on now. Get real. That's a good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> yeah. Every these topics are really interesting and they're really um sensitive. And that was one thing that going into the mural of you, I really wanted to be able to do the project respect, you know, do it justice, um, you know, give respect to you, give respect to um, all the cultural elements and the backgrounds and the, the historical nature and everything. Like, I, um, you know, and at times I thought about it, and I'm like, I don't know if I am the right person for this, you know, um, and I questioned it. And then, at the same time, it's like, what can I really do other than to take that into consideration and do the best I can with it? I was chosen for it. So I'm going to give it everything that I've got. And like, um, it's just such, it's such an interesting balance between, um, you know, like the duality between like individual cultures and then like a global mindset and like the fact that we are all the same underneath it like skin color and these things are only skin deep and like we're all just these individual we're like one consciousness living these individual lives uh, and we all come from different places we're all just born into these bodies that we were born into so like how like where's the balance of like how we um interact with that and it's really it's very sensitive and we all need to be very sensitive of all these things and i feel like um 
as long as everybody goes in with a respectful nature towards everybody involved in the history and all the people, then like, that's the best first step. And then from there, we just go where, you know, just do our best, I guess. I feel you captured, you captured me as a cultural person. Things that I saw, I was like, how did you know to put that there? You know, how do you know that was Bobby? I started laughing there. Just so funny. And I, we just, we just need to move on, you know, to, you know, uh, and then, you know, sometimes things are perceptions. We have to ask ourselves, are we sure? We perceive, you know, things about people, about it. We need to just go on and take care of our own business. And what you think of me is none of my business, <laughs> you know, because we just got to keep moving. That, that's what I'm thinking right now and get out of that old, you know, headspace. And if I'm the most cultural person in town and, you know, I chose you too, because if I didn't, you know, if I didn't like you or like your words or thinking somebody's exploiting or gentrification, you know, all that stuff, I wouldn't have done it. And it was, I looked at your work and it's great. We're one people. We're one people and, and we're moving into that. Because so many things were hidden from us. We weren't taught the real history. They didn't teach it in schools. So, and now you're learning, the, the white youth is learning like, oh man, they wouldn't have did that to, if those are the black people climbing the walls of the, the Capitol, they would have the snipers out there you know, uh, then if those are Black Lives Matter or even just Black people, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. and, and so now people are going, hey, that was wrong. See, they made, they, see, that's why we don't have to worry. I mean, I know there was a not a good situation for four years. And now, we're more together than ever, you know, because the whites are going, hey, I don't like that. They're going, I, I, I really don't like that. And I don't like that on my democracy either. You know, it's not good. You know, so they, you know, they saw if, if we would have came and, you know, just retaliated. I love I love it because there was no retaliation, you know, and they, you know, let's get the whitey or something like that, you know? We're just like, what the? Look at that. You know, we were all in shock, man. Even I was in shock. And I don't, you know, I was, and I didn't see, you know, some presidents, you know, I, I don't see Richard Milhouse Nixon. I don't see Ronald Reagan. I, you know, I've seen, uh, you know, and big up uh, today, Malcolm X, you know. Uh, so, you know, we've, so I've been through a lot in, in, in this country. And so we're moving on. We don't stop at division. And a lot of things we could be wrong about our perception. That's why we have to take care of our consciousness. 
we can get a whole new president and a whole new government, whatever, and then you get some idiot the next four years and and write all those laws back that we accomplished, you know, for not drilling in Alaska, uh, not going to uh, Yellowstone, you know, and put condos in or something. So it's all about our consciousness. And we have to raise the conscious level of the individual. And by meditating alone, all of us, Med, you know, together, they've been an experiment that people, so many people were meditating at one time and uh, I think it was in a real big crime area of Detroit or something, and the whole crime rate went down for those two days. So if we're together and not being greed and oh, you're white and in the white, you know, you're black and we know this, and, and that's those people that have that mindset, you know, are, are not conscious. They're not conscious of themselves. They don't take the time to look in. They don't take the time to have compassion. So we, we got to bless them and keep on swimming. Beautiful. I think I think that's a wonderful stopping point right there. I think this is this is an this has been an amazing interview, Makeda. I again thank you for joining me on this. Well, Mr. Taylor, I love you. And I think you're a great person in my life. And I'm honored to have you as my son. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um just, for, just thank you for making life beautiful, being a mirrorless. And I'll thank you for all you do. And, and I honor everyone to have just all of you in my life and loving me. And I, you know, and just enjoying the things that I left here for you in my lifetime. So you keep it, you keep it on. When I'm gone, you keep it going. You know, it's it is all for your children's 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 children. Oh, you're the best, Makeda. Love you too. All my relations. <laughs> all right. Well, oh. So that, my friends, was Makeda Makosa, also known as Makeda Dread on 91X back in the day. She, <laughs> she's an amazing human being. Uh, I'm sure that you picked up on that as well. She's quite the superstar. She's lived many amazing lives in her one life. And I mean, you guys only got like a glimpse of it. We've had some really amazing conversations that have lasted for hours. And she got to tell me some really cool stories about how, um, I mean, her muse, music producing days got her in all sorts of cool situations, working with amazing artists. She worked with um, Sublime early on before they made it big. 
and no doubt like Gwen Stefani she was uh, working with at one point the World Beat Center brought Radiohead to San Diego early on in their careers and um, yeah she worked with Bob Marley and Peter Tosh and you can find a photo on uh, Google of her and Bob Marley together if you look um, but yeah she's just this got this like wellspring of positive energy and I'm sure you felt it it's amazing it's infectious she's just doing so many things I feel like she is a really amazing example of the growth mindset and what can happen like her life is an example of what can happen over a lifetime of leaning into possibilities of this and that and whatever you can do and um, if you just do good things consistently over time they stack up in really amazing beautiful ways and that is that is Makeda Makosa's life so I feel very honored to know her to have had the opportunity to interact with her in the way that I have gotten to and we're all very blessed that she exists in this world. So with that, I hope that you take this whole energy and go out into the world and do awesome things with it. Whatever it is that your little heart desires, whatever creative pursuits, whatever social worlds you're getting into and like, you know, ways that you want to impact the world um, do it go out and do it do it well do it for good do it for for others and uh, focus on health like she said it's a major element she's 78 but she does not look 78 it's uh it's very deceiving when i first met her i was kind of blown away when she said 78 <laughs> um yeah Healthy food, healthy lifestyle, meditation, all these things are really good for us. And you can see it there. So yeah, share this out to anybody you think might be interested. Subscribe on whatever channel you listen on. And uh, yeah, come on back. There's a lot more. Season two, we're just, I'm so excited for these conversations that we have lining up. We got people scheduled out for the next couple months and a lot of really amazing names are uh, coming back. So I'm very stoked. Thank you for joining the Art and Life podcast. Cheers. All right, my friends, here we are. Are you ready for this? This is season two. We are stepping up the game this year. Uh, yeah, I've taken a couple months off and then restructured, reorganized, and got ready for these new episodes who are, uh, are showcasing really amazing people. And today's really amazing person is Makeda Makosa. She goes by the name Makeda Dread. She was a radio DJ in San Diego at a radio station called 91X for a lot of years she was a music producer 
She started the World Beat Cultural Center, which is this awesome hub that's in Balboa Park um, near all the museums and uh, amazing things happen there. And I had the honor and privilege of creating a mural that celebrates her. Um, Estrella Jalisco, the beer company, teamed up with uh, Beautify Earth out of Los Angeles. Beautify Earth is a mural company started by Ruben Rojas. Uh, and what they do is they connect walls with artists, with funding, and put these projects together. So Estrella Jalisco was doing a marketing campaign where they wanted to celebrate stars called the yeah, local stars from different communities in the major cities in the Southwest United States. And I got chosen to be one of the muralists. And Makeda was my star that I was painting. So uh, yeah, you'll get to hear all about that and how that all went down. And yeah, she's just absolutely amazing. And I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. So I'm going to get out of the way and introduce Makeda Makosa. Hey, 